Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Gary, and you can find me on all social media at the Gary Roby. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, if a I, good time. No, yeah, we all we're all having an excellent time. Um, even in between recordings and stuff, this is yeah. like this is this is where we're getting. This it, is it, this is why this is why I like movies by minutes podcast. It's been a long time, and I've missed this energy. It's fun. Um, yeah, you that's know. why we do this. Uh, what are we doing today? We're talking about minute number one hundred and fifty-nine of Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, Part Five: All the King's Horses. This minute is going to start up. This start up, st- starting up the shields. Yeah, this rev minute, up that mother box. <laughs> <laughs> rev up those mother boxes. This minute is going to start with um, a close up of the Flash and his really cool, elegant crimson helmet as lightning is engulfing this speedster uh the minute is going to end um with the future being taken jesus taking root in the present okay you want to do a take two on that one this this minute is going to end no (laughs) no no it's done it's committed to the record we're stuck here now this is the timeline it took root in the present nate (laughs) yeah there's no going back things are taking root in the present um and you know what? Just what a cool sound clip that that yeah. is. It's mm-hmm. a real nail on the head kind of minute for this one, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, very cool, very cool thing going on. The Flash is doing something that uh, you know he's made rules about previously, but you know what? He'll just have to break them for doing this one task. Yeah. And then a bunch of other tasks in the future, and then more tasks, and then, you know <laughs> what, Flash, why'd you even make this rule if you're just going to go and do F all keep with doing it? This. <laughs> um, keep but you know, it's, don't do it. Yeah, well. But then he, do, he can't help himself. I, I got to keep doing it. Don't do it. You got to keep doing it. He's not going to stop. the rules to break them. He's got to keep mm-hmm. moving forward. Yeah. Um, you know, because the dude is this, the speed force, and the speed force uh, determines... Linear time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it also determines not. You also have the ability to influence the speed force to have a non-linear outcome. Okay. So now we're talking. <laughs> okay. Okay. Whoa. All right. <laughs> tell tell hey, Grandma yeah, to, to leave the room and get this guy a job. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, th- there's a lot I like about this being a, kind of a flash man because there's a lot of things he does that are like the flash. You know, of course yeah. there's. Running fast, but then there's the uh, you know the rewind of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also one of the cool things I really like is that when he's done doing this cool Sistine Chapel thing, is uh, that he phases through the wall because he was moving so fast, and he's like, "Oh, I'm done." Yeah, and he like, of course, he doesn't know where to, how to stop himself. That he just phases through the debris. Never realized I, that. Yeah, Never same. realized that. Thought I, he went down the other hallway. Oh my uh-huh. God, Mark. No, he went through the wall. He went through the wall. He was moving so fast. He said, I did not plan on how to stop myself. Oh, and yeah. So he just phases right through it and ends up in some other chamber. I think he ends up in the pilot. Uh, 
Well, if he started at the engine and he went all the way through, it would, you know. Yeah. It would. That's usually how ships work. Yeah. It would, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Nate. Unless <laughs> it's like a pod racer or something. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I liked it. I love. That's I so love. Cool. I love I did seeing not, the phasing. Did not see that he went through the wall. That yeah. is really incredible. It is really cool. I I, I like um, I, I like like him not not just phasing through, but like they'll continue to show. Like the camera decides we want to show what else he does when he phases through it. So it's like phasing yeah. through, and they're like, "Oh, I'm I'm so clumsy. I'm so new to this." I don't know like, if that's a phase. I think he I think he just slams right through. <laughs> Did he break through it? There's a there's, there's a lights hole coming through on the other side. Lights Did he just coming break through? He's through going right it? through the wall, and he's in like some sort of. Okay, run the tape back. Inner working chambers. Look at this. Bang, and then crumble. Wall crumbles. Oh, no. Wow. Wait. It's even, hey, it's still news it's to weird, me. I thought he went down another hallway. That looks like he's see phasing. see the impact. Like, it doesn't blow out. He it's looks like he disappears. It's on the other side that we see the hole, though. Yeah. I'm confused now. I am also confused. The hole's already there. That yeah. hole's not already there. Hmm. I don't know, man. Maybe maybe the holes are. I don't know. What did I just do? That hole is not already there. There's man. debris there. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> no, that's him oh. flying right through it. Yeah. Flying right through it. Damn. I thought he teleported. I've been that would have been insane. <sighs> um shocks. Okay, I rescind my statement. That's it's okay. F- future <laughs> took place in present, and you know what? Let's roll roll it back. So oh, I, I think again, I'm gonna tag on to you with just the idea of what happens after is also really just cool. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. kind of, I mean, both visually and uh, metaphysically as well, because you really don't want to think about even, you know, that I, that whole thought of like, how do I stop myself? Even as humans, like we come to that question often don't we especially even when you're like running fast i don't know if you remember when you were children and you would go screaming down the road or whatever on a foot race and then you kind of do the whole thing like how do i stop myself you just body a car you know like (laughs) you you stop yourself and you break your collarbone or something so we've all been there it's just more uh the risk is more when you want to think about it uh in this exact moment with the flash um also it's really like he cool to break think every bone in his body. Exactly. And but that thought never even occurred to him. No. And you know what? That's what makes him a hero. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really cool that you have that aspect of what happens afterwards. And instead of him just having a cool superhero sliding stop with the tiles all rippling up and and whatnot <laughs> like Scooby Doo kind of thing. Uh just crashes through the wall. Yeah, you get him crashed through the wall and he knocks himself out like He's done. That's it. That um, was he gave everything he had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that about him though. Really cool. Really cool, uh really cool flash moment here. Um like all aspects of it. Visually, there's some really good like relief statue inspiration that you could like pull from it, especially when he's upside down and yeah. doing the whole uh what is it, man, man and man and God? What is the what's the Sistine Chapel piece? What's it called? Creation of Adam. Creation of Adam. There we yeah. go. I um, love that his feet don't even touch the ground the entirety of this minute until he crashes through the wall. It's just yeah. He's at the end of this this dash. Um, 
another yeah we're gonna go back to the beginning of the whole like motion uh one of my favorite aspects is right at the beginning of the minute he's you know he's doing his speed force things so time is essentially stopped for everything else around him except for his uh forward momentum um he's going through uh the space between cyborg and aquaman as these two like massive just armored beings are kind of there and it's very just reminiscent of like this <laughs> exactly what he is he's the he's he's a messenger kind of just barreling through all of the defenses yeah. or all of the guardians and he's just delivering the message instantaneously and i don't know the imagery of aquaman and uh cyborg there it's just like they're these like gatekeepers and he's going back through them to do what they need to do um i don't know it's really cool and uh what what what, I, what did we call it before um miraculous i guess yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a christmas miracle <laughs> yeah but i didn't want to attribute it's, it to it's... a miracle but it is still like a divine vision mm-hmm. what's happening like this is yeah. these are the gods you know and they're doing god stuff like this is like Mount yeah. Olympus shit, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. As we'll say uh, multiple times, it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, gods among men. Uh, and, and really, like, the kind of the, the creation of Adam, if we want to go talk about Sistine Chapel and, yeah, and please. the birth of, you want to, the birth, uh, bring in Christianity, the resurrection of Christ. Yeah. Uh, Superman's rebirth, reign of Superman, and creation of Adam. Like, there's this mythological imprint by Chris Terrio and and Zack Snyder, of course. Um, But the way they've written it, that, you know, how will we bring Superman back? Like, what kind of um, uh, symbolism or um, iconography that we can attribute to so that when, when Superman comes back and, like, we know that the audience is expecting Superman to come back, but we can't just give them what they want we have to make meaning of it mm-hmm. and so it's like you're getting superman back in this moment it is happening but we want to inject it with so much mythological uh, uh fundamentals yeah that and you see the the creation of adam here in this moment with the fingertip almost touching the the mother box and then when it does yeah. it's like this kind of big bang effect happens. Superman comes back. Um, being kind of the third arc of, of not only uh, Superman in this in this franchise, but also um, Christ with the, the birth and death and then the resurrection mm-hmm. of Christ. It's like, this must also happen here as well. It's like, it is happening in this moment. We really care so much about this and we want you to care about it too. It's not that, it's not, um, it's not just, uh, getting to this point it's about having meaning that it gets here that it's like uh, and so you see it not just with uh, Flash bringing the mother box uh, activating it and, and then bringing Clark back but you also now need to see all the other um, Justice League members uh, that, that believe in this and so you see Batman looking at it you see Wonder Woman looking at it you see Victor who's like controlling the, the operation and and so when it happens, like it's like everyone must witness this. 
that the mm-hmm. the the action the, the future now the what's it say it takes root in the present like it has happened like this moment is happening right now uh and so this like the music swelling and the slow motion it's like so much is injected in this minute it's like you must care about this you cannot just care that superman is back you have to care about you know how he's come back and and how important it is that he is back uh do you think so yeah. The line that about the future having taken root in the present is about this, like, the mother box is awoken, Steppenwolf is coming, this is the thing I was warning you would happen thing, or is there a different meaning here? Uh, I think off the, like, off the top of the deck, yes, yeah. that that is the idea of of that um but yeah i i said when i was introducing the minute like that is such a very cool and powerful phrase and i think you can interpret it in a lot of ways um i'm trying to think of what it could be on another side of uh Mm -hmm. just uh, you know not even not what ex- exactly what's happening of of the mother box and the vision that cyborg was given um yeah but just like how how w- why would a kryptonian archive computer say that line yes you yeah. know like what there's the a reason mean? for it <laughs> so what would it mark you're you're thinking hard too and i i feel like you're trying to draw references and and figure out what that could be um yeah i mean obviously the uh, the the biggest thing is like um the dark timeline the nightmare timeline yeah is that that that's what it's really implying as far as the story is saying like oh it's taking root in the present like congratulations you effed up it's you're now on the bad track so So, it is confirming one thing for the audience is saying everything that you just saw is a vision for the road ahead congratulations Mm -hmm. you just did this and it so it kind of confirms what we were talking about yesterday it's like you were not supposed to do this. You were not mm. supposed to activate that yeah. mother box. So that's so like, no. this is a point yeah. of going back in time. This, like, this is, is this is the point where you a messed jump up. point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So the actions have taken root in the present. Uh it's it's now. You've done it. Um and but uh trying to think of any other way that it could mean something um would be um y- you know, maybe more um more contextually for key Kelex or Keylor mm-hmm. is that um, Bertrand's curse, obviously. Um, you know, you you run the risk of creating another doomsday. Technically, you are creating a doomsday by apocalypse showing up. Um, and uh, I don't know, maybe <laughs> metaphysically, maybe it's a Snyder cut. Like, congratulations, your actions have taken root in the present. And we now have a Snyder cut here. <laughs> um, there, there's so many of those things. It's like you can play with it in so many different ways, and 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 you know, um, well, we have this here now, so it's, it's it's really cool to see it. But I I do think like there's no um, as far as the story goes, like it's it's just about this nightmare sequence um, taking taking root in the present. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, we'll see. Um, I guess the question would be like this: uh, how mm, Kelex has. Uh, done this already once before, helping uh, Lex Luthor Jr. Uh, turn General Zod, bring him back to life, and becomes uh, Bertrand's curse or AKA Doomsday. And um, 
Mm. Now she's like, okay, well, we're doing this again. Yeah. I, I told you not to do this <laughs> again. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, actions irreversible. Yeah. An action that's so heinous, a, a desecration without name, basically. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, uh, yeah, she's like, okay, well, here you go again. Uh, and so maybe the line's there's kind of sassy when you view it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's Carlo Gugino, so she always kind of has like the she's she's a really good good way of delivering these lines and the, yeah yeah she does a really good job. Uh, so you know it's it's it, it's it's up to the, the, the I think there's a lot we we miss out on. I love that we've kind of salvaged from doing Man of Steel to Dawn of Justice, mm-hmm. and now Justice League is talking about the Kryptonian mythology that they established all the way back in the beginning like the first 20 minutes of man of steel and so there's so much baked into there um that now we kind of always reference back to it and think about like these genesis chambers and the codex and the keylex and keylor and the um bertrand's curse all these things that we always pull back to and we go oh yeah remember how they were so sophisticated and then they decided they were too sophisticated in their technology and that they stripped themselves of natural ways and now we come to this and the technology is saying like, don't touch that hey, dial because things are going <laughs> to get, this. yeah, it's going to go bad. Yeah. So it's, it's fun to play around with the mythology in that sense. And like, think about, um, how badly we're screwing around with science in a way that's going to mess things yeah. up. And it's like, Oh yeah, we've been, you know, Krypton suffered fate this way. Um, and so when you see Superman coming back for the powers of, apocalypse so an apocalyptic device bringing back a kryptonian and you know we feel so much more familiar with it because we've been talking about it for so long that it's like Mm -hmm. oh it makes sense you shouldn't mix your beans with the rice that device there (laughs) is bad guy stuff this is a good guy here don't do this with that and so the robot who you know has been uh with krypton's history is looking at this and going that's a really bad idea (laughs) So, um, there's so many, it, it's, it's, it's very straightforward what she's saying, but there's such a rich history in why she yeah. says it, that it comes off like, cryptid. I told you so. Yeah. yeah very, yeah, very cryptid in what she's saying. She's like, yeah, you shouldn't have done this. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't believe you've done this, you know? So. You've set us on this path. Yeah. I said, don't do it. What's well, uh yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, uh not maybe maybe change gears here but change sure. the gears my whole thing about this minute is like all the imagery that comes from this um and it's like you could put these things as like freaking screensavers to be honest with you um <laughs> but like the idea that i have it paused on uh 10 seconds right now at in this uh minute 159 uh so out of 60 seconds it's at 10 seconds for those of you following along at home <laughs> people don't do that um but there's an imagery and it's it's still slow motion and it's barry after he passes through um aquaman and cyborg uh as he's diving down into the pool of the genesis chamber um and it's just i i'm will constantly go back to this olympic gods thing and it's very much so these gods sitting on this Mount Olympus, looking down at, you know, the idea of what mankind is, and a lightning bolt is coming from that time at at the top. And it's like, that's what gives birth to 
everything else. Like that's what gives people hope. That's that's your Zeus down there. Like, what, how do you give him back to life? And I don't know. The idea that Flash uh, needed to charge the mother box one forget to, to to bring superman back like you need a lightning bolt to do it it's like bingo it's as if it was baked in from the beginning when the gods like built the universe and stuff mm. like you needed the lightning yeah. bolt to activate uh, this thing and yeah. go for it like yeah in the past in the golden age of heroes there was a guy that could generate lightning bolts from his hands so we got that covered we're good we don't got that guy anymore but we do have an embodiment of a lightning bolt like it's the same yeah. godlike mm-hmm. energy it's just the guy is a lightning bolt you know he so it's it's really cool really cool imagery with this uh coming down and also just seeing like this <laughs> this this half sunken submerged clark kent in his nice suit with the mother box just kind of resting on top of him it's like uh-huh. that's that's funny <laughs> it's just it's just a good picture i it's think good. um and yeah, yeah i i this is excellent. Um, I think one thing that gets kind of overlooked in this exact minute is, um, you know, we talked a couple minutes ago about Barry not wanting to to break his rule because things in time get all weird and whatnot. Um, last minute, or or sorry, let me back up. Weeks ago, we talked about the mother box needing to be charged at the exact moment it touches the water to conduct the electricity into Mm. Superman and stuff. Um, Yesterday's minute, the mother box did touch the water when Flash started running. So it was kind of just like, it gives more meaning behind him being like, well, things go weird if I mess with time. Um, Not even thinking that he needed to influence time to get the mother box to touch the water exactly. At the exact moment. But like you kind of see that visually here in this moment because the mother box does rise up from the water and he does go back in time by milliseconds, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. not like he's destroying anything. He's just needing to be at the exact moment at the exact time. So it's kind of cool that he like tapped into it. Like, I imagine him, like, after seeing the mother box is already submerged, it's like, oh, now I got to kick it up. Now I actually do have to reach Push back in harder. time yeah. to, to reverse that. Um, I don't know. So it's just really cool. <laughs> yes. Um, it's something I try not to bring up because I don't want to, like, really dilute this scene. But every time I do watch it, they always talk about how they must activate it when it touches the water. Mm-hmm. And and in reversing time, it actually pulls it out of the water and it doesn't touch the water. But it does touch. once it's charged. He charges yeah, so it he by charges touching it and, and it's charging it and pressing down. It's like yeah. now I'm pushing the charged battery into the conductor. Like mm-hmm. time doesn't exist right now. Circuit. Yeah, exactly. Like mm-hmm. I can do this without the constraints of time. Like doesn't matter that the box already touched it i i undid don't, it yeah those rules don't apply <laughs> he right controlled now. Like, z it to, and... yeah exactly <laughs> i need to charge it and then push it in so and then push it in oh, okay oh, i get it now i like it but no i really like what you said about the lightning bolt i think it's very important like i you know um mythologically is speaking about that lightning yeah. bolt being um such a such a godlike you know zeus thunderbolt and just like uh, the the symbol that that you know main idea of of power and and everything and it's Mm -hmm. because you can you have two you have two things that symbolize that that godlike power right you got lightning bolt and you got the sun 
very completely mm-hmm. different and also completely different cultures and stuff. So you yeah. got both of them here. Because um, if Superman is that whole idea of power, if he's alive, he is the sun. He's a sun god. That's, you know, yeah, Helios, I, I guess. Roman mythology, if you will. But it's also like... Add mild. in other characters. It's like, oh, well, Flash has obviously got to be Greek. Uh, but then he could also be Roman if he's Mercury. You know, that whole thing. It yeah. also really aligns with like my own philosophy that it's like that energy that we give you know it's just the transfer of energy from us to a child or from when we die and our energy passes on to when i eat an animal like it's energy from them to me and Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. this charging energy and then giving energy to a dead person is bringing them back to life because it's all about the energy that we give each other and our energy comes from the sun giving energy to us and so it's like we get you know it's just the uh, circle of life almost and so Barry Allen is giving life to another person by creating that charge so I do like that fits very well with me sits very well with me so very beautiful moment yeah another one is this uh, like I said the upside down creation of man creation of um just uh, it's it's just cool in a comic book point of view because it's like Mm -hmm. yeah it's exactly what if you were reading it as pictures in a book and everything it it kind of it would be stupid not to base this idea like to not base it off of the creation of adam and and sistine chapel and stuff because it's kind of like what you were saying mark you're taking your mythos and you're you know making a modern um but then it just seems like kind of blatant, like in the idea of just be like, oh, yeah, we do have to pull from art, especially if it's a comic book, because we're doing art more. We're doing it again. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just it's not God and Adam. It's Flash and a super box. Yeah. Yeah. A mother box. Yeah. A murder death machine or whatever you called it. Murder machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Psycho murder machines. Yeah. What he called it earlier. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just a really beautiful moment. Um, it's what, what I like about it is how straightforward it is. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't really need as much um, uh, scrutinization as like some of the other scenes that are like more ambiguous and like um, uh, it's like hinting at stuff that doesn't happen until like the other two movies that don't exist or like you know it's playing back to it or ref- even yeah. referencing something new about apocalypse or Kryptonian stuff. It's like this here is just a beautiful moment of flash um, bringing Superman back to life. And so it says, yes, there's so much here. There's so much that's going to go wrong because he's doing it. But in the moment, it's like, it's just, it's just beautiful. Like, this is it. You're bringing Superman back to life. And it's like, um, I, I, I don't remember. uh, I, I don't remember the theatrical cut having, this beauty to it and like where this one i'm just kind of like oh it's gonna happen yeah whereas in the theatrical cut i was just like oh this is a bad idea like you just shouldn't be doing this yeah like and then it happens and it's like this is gonna be a bad idea and then it's like oh guess what it's a bad idea it's like uh okay yeah but this gives us this moment this hope of like it that works. it's going to be okay. Like, yeah, like it's going to be fine. So that when it does go wrong, it's like, okay, we can at least be surprised. Like, and, and that's another thing that I really like um, for comic book movies to do is to 
stand stand their ground in the sense of like you you are going to pretend like this is going to be okay like this is going to work like just because people know that bring superman back is going to make him evil and stuff like you can't just like um the the tone of it can't just be like this is all going to be bad really soon and like yeah. and then when it gets bad it's just like it's unsurprising you're just giving the fans what they want like they know it was going to be bad like um now your characters have to have hope yeah i i want to say let me try to pick a good example so infinity war is a great example you knew there was going to be two movies right did everyone know there was going to be two movies mm-hmm. i knew there was going to uh, be two yeah movies. well they announced that it was part 1 and part 2 yeah okay yeah. but Infinity War does give you the kind of hope at the end when Thor with Stormbreaker shows up with Rocket and Groot. That's like, oh, they're here. This is really cool. Like, we went through this whole subplot with Thor and it was really awesome. And he's here now. He's kicking ass. Like, and everyone feels good about it. But then when Thor or when Thanos still wins, it's just like, oh, I thought we had this in the bag. Oh, we lost. And it's like, I appreciate standing your ground that like you were going to win and that it wasn't just like, tragedy like on a down swing mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the whole way and so like i i really appreciate movies that just like you have triumphs even if it is going to con- end in yes failure. continue to spin your movie like you're going to do well so that the tragedy really is like a climactic slope of like oh by the way this we this messed why up everyone hated last jedi the first time they saw it uh yeah i uh, well that movie's all about tragedy, and so many people, like, f- you follow that story the first time you watch it thinking Poe is doing the right thing, and then it all goes bad, and it's like, oh, oh, you've been fucking up from the start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm I a big fan of that movie, and to this day, I, I talk really to people hard. about who don't like it, and so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I won't, talk, I won't talk about that trilogy. It's so hard no, to talk. we don't have to go down that way. It's so hard to talk about that one. Um, it is. It's so <laughs> Because so, it's only uh, that one. It's and it's the only one you have no, to single out. No, because it's not you can't because it's like if you talk about that one, then you must talk about Rise. Like if there's someone who doesn't like that The Last Jedi, they somehow like Rise. And it's and I, I don't know how, like mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I I just things were lost I, on them I, in, in Last Jedi. That's the thing. It's just the concepts is, were lost. Yeah. Because it wasn't who... spoon fed. Because hey, we thought our audience was smarter than that. Some and you're people right. Just want it's to just... be spoon fed, though, Nate. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what I'm uh-huh. learning. Some people don't that's want Dawn of Justice. Some people just want the theatrical cut of Justice League, and they want it to be like that. Like they yeah. want, they just want like uh, they want not, what they were to told is in the title. They want, they just want Shazam and Blue Beetle. Like they just want those movies. And they just want Rise of Skywalker. They don't want The Last Jedi. Like, don't make they movies don't wanna, like that. Like, and it's like contend with the the lessons that need to be taught. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that'll be like um, when Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon comes out. I'm sure it's going to yeah. be like that. It's like, congratulations, you made another four hour, huge, uh, inflated universe. Nobody wants that. We just want like something more digestible it's like well he can't give you that because that's not what he's trying to make and so you need to go elsewhere yeah and so rise of skywalker is always there you can go put that movie on if you want yeah um and i think that's another reason why people like return of the jedi most of the original trilogies because they just want that and they the team is already together they're just on a mission it's gonna go great 
Yeah. Luke fights Darth Vader with a lightsaber battle and wins, and yeah. everyone's happy. And there's another Death Star battle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So, you know, it is. It is what it is. Um, it's. I have. I have more. More of my family and friends uh, do not like the Last Jedi, and I think I've, I'm like the only person of my friends and family. And when I say friends and family, Nate, I'm not talking like our friend group. I'm talking like. Um, I know it, it really is just my family. Both there you go. <laughs> my my partner's side and my family side. Uh, they just like they just don't like that movie. It's like okay, I get it. You just it's just not you just for don't you because it doing. makes you think yeah. that's fine. Yeah, and and Dawn of Justice is the same, right? Like some people mm-hmm. just can't get behind it. They say it's boring. It's like boring. What do you mean boring? There's oh, so much. So <laughs> There's so much good happening there. Yeah. Anyways. I give up. No, this minute, this minute slaps. <laughs> <laughs> Excellently said. If only Flash did that. If only slap that mother box. Just spike it. Seriously. Spike it right into Bam, the... Bam! Right into the ground. Yeah, right, <laughs> right into... Right into Clark's chest. Yep. There. We would have... Yeah. Anyways, that's how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to bop <laughs> it, then twist it, then mm. pass it. That's a, that's a rotation. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up for today. If you've enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving us a five-star review. It really does help the show and helps new listeners discover the show as well. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter at DCEUMinute. And if you'd like bonus content, we have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you here next time on DC Cinematic Minute.